Chapter 20. No, try that again. You played a B. It should be an A. Poem corrected. Silverbell let out a horrible groan that she was frankly proud of herself for having kept inside for this long. They had been at it for hours, painstakingly working their way note by note through the melody of the sheet music. And it wasn't going well. Ugh, you know what? What if we just make it a B then this time? Silverbell suggested with agitation, for she was very, 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 very agitated. Well, that's not what the music says. Tico reminded them as he scanned over the music with his eyes. Yeah, it's definitely an A. And that's the note you'll have to play if you want to get the spell to work and this magical gate to open. Poem reminded her. Ugh, I get it. Silverbell huffed and puffed, though she wasn't happy about it. I mean, you kind of don't get it, because you're doing it wrong. Poem was also getting testy, in a pompous and poised sort of way. And along with the fact that she'd taken leadership over the situation, she was not Silverbell's favorite person right then. Well, I'm sorry we can't all have perfect pitch and perfect voices and perfect hair. Silverbell shot at her. Whoa, okay, okay, I think we should maybe take a break. Tico suggested, stepping in between the girls as the peacemaker. I think we should all get some sleep. Louie then suggested wearily. The poor boy's notes had been losing power and air over the last two hours and 46 minutes of this whole ordeal. And suddenly, Silverbell Smith was realizing that it wasn't just him that was losing steam. Neither of us have slept in almost 24 hours, he pointed out basically already asleep. Yes, great, let's quit. Silverbell was already packing up her instrument with irritation. Fine. Poem huffed as well. Maybe you'll get it right in the morning. Yeah, and maybe you'll be less bossy. Silverbell shoved in the last word before stomping out of the drawing room and to the room that had been assigned to her. That night, Silverbell Smith crawled into a bed for the first time in her memory. She knew it wasn't the first time she had ever been in a bed, it felt too right, too familiar, to be the first time. She crawled under the soft sheets on the soft mattress and nestled her head into the soft pillow, wearing a soft, borrowed nightgown. At first, Silverbell tossed and turned with anger and irritation, but slowly she began to toss and turn with other emotions. Anxiety, eagerness, hopefulness, hate. It was odd how someone so small could feel so many things. But after about a half hour or so, Silverbell had tuckered herself out with all of the feeling and found that suddenly she felt nothing at all. She closed her eyes, and finally, at the sound of music, she found her way to sleep. Tonight, there was a flute and a violin and a beautiful melody.
These words stayed in Silverbell's heart long after she woke up, and long after she ever remembered she dreamt them at all. The next morning, Silverbell Smith woke from dreams of music to the sound of more music. She blinked open her eyes and sat up in her bed, and slowly she dressed to the sound of the flute whispering from down the hall. She combed her hair and she snapped her suspenders. She pulled on her socks and situated her beret, all as the beautiful sounds of music that was perfectly unperfect continued to play. With gentle steps and curiosity, she tiptoed from her room down the long hallway and finally through the open doors of the parlor where there upon the windowsill she was greeted by the sight of Louis whistling into his flute with a serene peace that made Silverbell feel almost renewed and nearly refreshed. He really was a natural. She watched him intently, hearing him fall from note to note with half-confidence but a clear tone until suddenly he fumbled. Ah, darn, that part always messes me up, he mumbled under his breath as he pulled the sheet music closer to his eyes. I thought it was pretty good, Silverbell finally spoke spooking the boy a little bit so that he jumped. Oh, hey, thanks. Louie blushed. Also, good morning. Good morning. She smiled back at him. And good playing. I was just trying to get in some extra practice before we all get back at it again. And before we all start yelling at each other again. Now having slept off most of her irritation, she felt a little embarrassed. Sorry about that, by the way. I think we were just tired. Louie shrugged it away. I think some of us are still tired, (laughs) she commented, haunted by her dream that had not let her sleep very well, though she now had no idea what it was or why it should still be bothering her. Well, maybe we can both get in a little practice before they wake up, Louis suggested, waving his flute like a little flag in the wind. Just you and me. I'd like that. Silverbell smiled back as she pulled out her violin from her backpack. From the beginning, then? She asked of him. And with his dark brown eyes sparkling, he offered her a nod, and offered her a seat on the windowsill, and offered her a good view of the sheet music. And together, the two began to play. Last night, Silverbell had been tired. Last night, Silverbell had been irritable. Last night had not been a good night for Silverbell Smith. But that was all last night. This was a new dawn, a new day, and Silverbell Smith felt like a brand new girl, and a brand new music maker. She knew the notes of this song now. Little did she remember, she had dreamed of the music, the rhythm, all through the night. And so now, as she sat beside her friend and played in unison with him, the world seemed to fall into place. She finally understood. The shimmering magic of their music spiraled off their instruments and began to dance above their heads entwining and unwinding this way and that with utter ease and beauty. Before she knew it, Silverbell was smiling. And before he knew it, Louis was sighing. And before either of them knew it, both Tico and Poem had entered the room and were watching with wonder and listening with amazement, for none of the four children had heard music like this in a very long time, or perhaps even ever before. And then it ended as beautifully as it had begun. Wow, said Tico in a whisper. You did it, Poem said, her face pale, her expression stunned. We did? Louis asked, looking at his flute with surprise, as if it had just played him. I think we did, Silverbell said. 
Last night, it had seemed impossible. But that morning, it had been the easiest thing she had ever done. Louis, we did it! Silverbell jumped to her feet ecstatically. We did it! Louis mimicked her joy, like a puppy always ready to celebrate. Chico, we did it! Silverbell grabbed the glasses-wearing boy and slung him around in a circle. We did it! We did it! We did it! He cheered along with her as they waltzed around the room. Poem, we did it! Louis was dragging Poem into the celebration, and even with her grace and poise, she managed a jovial jaunt. It does appear we did. She celebrated as close to singing as she could without slowing time. We can find the music makers! Silverbow shouted with reckless abandon, and reckless it was indeed. Oh, goody. He was standing in the doorway, in his uniform with his perfect posture and his perfect snobby face. How long he had been standing there, the children did not know. But when he spoke, all eyes turned to Mr. Bordred, who now loomed ominously in the threshold of the drawing room, and suddenly there seemed to be no more joy or life or air left in the room. It seems you've done my job for me.